Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. I need to major in God in minor in man. I need to major in God in minor and put your name in there. You see, I have to make sure, since God lives in me, that my life is God-focused, not self-focused. I'm not God. I'm not all-knowing, but God is. Remembering that getting to know God better is an adventure in life. If you put God first, you will experience God. The Father loves the Son with a perfect love throughout eternity. That's the love that Jesus has for you. Do you want God to continue to work on you, staying in that perfect love? Then you must obey His commands, just as He obeyed His Father's commands and remained in His love. He summed them up by saying that you must love the Lord your God with everything that you are and your neighbor as yourself. That is love in action. That's only possible when we remain in Jesus. The key to remaining and abiding in God is obedience to His commandments. Then our relationship will grow deeper and deeper. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the Gospel of John, chapter 15, verse 9, with our continuing study entitled, Spiritually Healthy Indicators. Now, when you're in Israel, there's there's a lot of great sayings. One of the sayings in Israel is this. You can talk to God anywhere in the world, but in Jerusalem, it's a local call. I like it. I like it. Well, look down in verse 9 at all of our campuses. John 15, 9. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now, remain. I have a part to do with it. I have to make sure that on my end, my development of this relationship, it's, it's my responsibility. Now remain in my love. And look at verse 10. If you obey my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I've obeyed my Father's commands and remain in his love. Again, Jesus is our role model. So the result of remaining, if I develop that relationship ongoing in my life, I'm going to be fruitful. Well, then, Pastor Mark, how do, how do I develop that? How do I develop that relationship? Here it is. The key, the key to remaining, the key to developing that is obedience. If I'm obedient, I will develop that relationship. If I'm disobedient, I won't. My relationship will become distant or dormant or strained. Now, go back to 1 John, where you were, where you have your finger, all of our campuses, Vieira, Sebastian, the work camp, those watching online here in Melbourne. Look at verse 24. This is exactly, this is exactly what John writes again. Again, this relationship has to do with obedience. Notice what he says. Those who obey his commands live in him 
and he in them. So my relationship with God, the healthiness of my spiritual relationship has to do with obedience. Now, the key is going to be this. The obedience has to do with being able to hear God speak through his word and speak to us individually. So I have to learn to listen to God so I can obey God. Now, First John is always about knowing, 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 knowing that you're a real believer. Nothing more important in life. Look at the rest of verse 24. In this, John said, this is how we know that he lives in us. We know it by the Spirit, capital S, he gave us. So for the very first time in the book of First John, we're introduced to the person of the Holy Spirit. Now, let's just go through that again. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. It's Trinity. God. The Holy Spirit is God. The Holy Spirit is not a force. May the force be with you. <laughs> no, he's not a movie. He's a person. He's a person. He's God. He's all-knowing. He's powerful. You'll see that. So this relationship, I know that I'm a Christian because the Spirit bears witness with my spirit that he's alive in me. That's why you can say to Satan when he says, well, you're not really a believer. Oh, yes, I am. Because I asked Christ to forgive me. Now, some of you are not, but you can be today. You don't have that relationship. You absolutely can today, and you want to. Because you're going to begin hearing God speak to you right now through the service at all of our campuses. I'm speaking, but you're really hearing God speak to you. Some of you are distant. God's going to speak to you. Some of it's kind of become dormant. And some of you, there's a strain, there's a sin, there's a backsliding. You moved away from God. God's going to speak to you. So the Spirit is in me. It's the Holy Spirit that lives in me. Now, that gives us healthy indicator number nine, the last one. Take a look at it and write it down. If I'm a Christ follower, I need to enjoy living under the influence of this Holy Spirit. Now, what does that mean? Under the influence is simply this, to have an effect upon, to shape, or to regulate. In other words, if the Holy Spirit is living in me, it's going to have an effect on the way I live. It's, it's going to shape my life. It's going to regulate my life. Every Christ follower can know that the relationship is God because they, they understand that Spirit speaking to us and relating to us. Now, here, later on, we'll hear something. Paul will say this, don't get drunk with wine but be filled with the Spirit. You see, I have options in my life. I can either be under the influence of the world. This morning, some of you may be under the influence of alcohol or drugs or marijuana or pornography. It, it kind of rules your life. You, no Christian should needs to be under that kind of bondage. God's already freed us from that. I read the newspaper yesterday just for a moment, and it saddened me because here we are in the college football time. And what happens in the college football time? We have kids getting drunk, first time they've ever been on the campus. They're getting drunk, they're getting raped, they're getting whatever. All this kind of thing happened. And maybe you saw the article yesterday. It made me mad. Here was a beautiful young girl, about 18 or 19, a freshman at UCF. And the police come and arrest her. And she's wandering in a parking building in UCF. Nothing below, totally naked bombed out of her mind. Now, if she could do that over again, when she wakes up today, 
She'll be devastated in her life. Now, what happened? She came under the influence, not of the Holy Spirit, but of alcohol. Then I looked in the paper, and here was a picture of a young guy, about 23. And it said this. He was being sentenced because he was driving drunk, and he killed a newlywed couple. His life is now what? Destroyed. This girl is kicked off the university. I want you to say something this morning. You don't want to be under the influence of anybody but the Holy Spirit. You say, well, that's weird. It isn't weird. It's fantastic. He's God. And if you're here this morning and you're, well, alcohol is a deal or marijuana is your deal or drugs are a deal. You know, that's my old background, dealing in legal drugs. Not the kind of stuff that happens on our streets today. You can be free of that this morning. But some of you are probably saying, well, Pastor Mark... If the Holy Spirit lives in me, how did he get there? And I want to kind of go through that to show you how that transition took place. Now, sometimes we hear this from people. Pastor Mike, I'd like to live in the Old Testament days. I'd like to see the parting of the Red Sea. I'd just like to see that. I'd like to see the temple that Solomon built, the greatest building ever in the Old Testament. Others would say, Pastor Mark, I would really like to be one of the 12 disciples. I'd like to be a John or a Peter and walk with Jesus for three and a half years. How many of you on our campuses this morning would say, well, to be honest, I, I'd like to have been one of the 12 disciples to walk every day with Jesus. Let me, let me see your hands. Now, come on. How, how many would really like to walk with Jesus? Come on. Why didn't you raise your hand the first time? Because you knew 11 of them got massacred with their necks cut off. <laughs> I know you. But see... What we experience today is better than anybody experienced in the Old Testament or the disciples walking with Jesus. What we have today is better than ever. You say, well, Pastor Mark, can you prove it? Yes, I can. Look what Jesus says. You see it in John 16 on the overhead. Jesus says this before he goes away. I tell you the truth. It's for your good that I'm going away. Unless I go away, the Counselor, the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, He will not come to you. But if I go, I will send Him to you. So Jesus says there's a day coming that the disciples would be better off than every day walking with Jesus. You see, because Jesus was fully man and fully God, there were times that the disciples weren't with Jesus. One time, Jesus said to them, get in the boat and go across the Sea of Galilee. And he was on the mountain praying. He wasn't with them physically. Eventually, he came to them. But they would learn that in this new role, when the Holy Spirit, when God came in them, they would never, ever see God leave them. God would always be with them. Now, how did that happen? Well, turn in your Bibles to John 14, here in Melbourne and Vieira, those of you watching online, Sebastian, John 14, watch as Jesus talks about three personal roles of the Holy Spirit. Three personal roles of the Holy Spirit. Jesus says this in verse 50, if you love me, here we go again, you will obey what I command. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor to be with you how long? Okay, the three of you got the forever part. 
Many of our relationships on earth don't last. He will be with us forever. He's never going to leave you. You'll never be alone. Then he says this. By the way, he's the spirit of truth. Now, the world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. That's because the world, they're not open to spiritual things. Then he says this. Watch this. But you know him, for he lives with you. He's alongside you right now. He's convicting you, and you're going to see that. But he will be, here it is, in you. Jesus says, after I'm resurrected, the Holy Spirit will come to live in you. Now turn to John 20. You're right close. John 20, verse 22. This is a passage of Scripture after Jesus went to the cross, paid for our sins. So the the, the first thing we're going to begin to see is New Testament salvation. People before this were saved by faith. But now they're saved by asking Christ to come in because he completed the work of salvation. Now look at verse 22. Jesus meets with his disciples. He had promised them that the Holy Spirit was alongside them but would be in them. And watch what happens. And with that he... He breathed on them. And what does he say? Receive the Holy Spirit. At that moment, the Holy Spirit came in to their life to live forever. The minute you ask Jesus, as some of you are going to do this morning, to forgive you of your sins and you believe in Jesus, the Holy Spirit, by faith, woof, comes to live in you. And you have Not only forgiveness of sins, but you have God living in you as a comforter, as a director, somebody to be with you and help you with the decisions of life. Now, when you're in that Temple Mount area, there's an amazing rabbi tunnel that walks, it goes along the old wall. It's way down. We actually walked on stones that Jesus would have walked on 2,000 years ago. And as you walk through that, I always like to kind of do that. Because as you're walking through that tunnel, you got to go through on tours as you do. You're walking through this tunnel and you come to a place like this. And you have to excuse yourself because there's lots of Jewish women praying right there. And they're there every day. Now, why are they praying at this spot? Because they believe on the other side of the wall, down many, many, many feet, is the holies of holy. The place where God dwelt. You see, why are they there at that spot? Versus any, why are they there at that spot? Because they want to get to God as close as they can. Do you know this morning, you have God living in you. It doesn't get any closer than that. But we take it for granted. They, if they could believe in Jesus, they'd be blown out of their minds. He isn't in a building. That building's 2,000 years ago, and it's destroyed. He lives. He lives in us. Actually, we become the temples of the Holy Spirit. Let me read to you. Paul says this, don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? Now, why would Paul say, don't you realize? Because people forgot it. They took it for granted. Who lives in you and was given to you by God? It's a gift. You do not belong to yourself. For God brought you with a very high price, Calvary. So you must honor God with your body. Now, that is amazing. This morning, you're the temple of the living God. Now, I want you to work up a little excitement. 
And I want you to look up, work up a little smile at all of our campuses. And I want you to turn to your neighbor with a little exuberance and say this. I actually have God living in me. Go ahead. Come on. Say it right now. First time. First time. Now, how many of you in our campuses actually believe that? Could I hear my amen right now? Let's do both hands and go, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I have God in me. That's amazing. Pastor Mark, you have God. So do you. See, lots of times you used to think, well, if you're short and good looking and a pastor, you have God. But wait a minute, how'd it go south so quick here? But you have God in you this morning. Why? Because you ask him to come and live in you. That's amazing. Now, here's the problem. As you begin to think about that, there is a danger in us ignoring the Holy Spirit and his presence and power. There's a danger. We've all been there. Some of you feel far from God today. God hasn't moved. Some of you live every day making decisions And God is not a part of any of it. You just use your own wisdom. And the Holy Spirit is there saying, I'm God. How about talking to me? Because I can give you the answer you need. But we simply ignore the Holy Spirit, his presence and power. So I want to give you four solutions this morning to remain close to God and his presence in his power. Turn with me to Galatians 2.20, if you will. Galatians 2.20. And I want to give you these four amazing principles. And, and they will work in your life and help us not to take God living in us for granted. At all of our campuses, Galatians 2.20. Paul says it like this. I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live. Now, what, the, what he simply means is this. I've turned my life over. I don't rule my own life now. I let God rule it. But Christ lives in me, the Holy Spirit. The life I live in this body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. If I'm going to be healthy spiritually and remain close to God's presence and power, here's number one. I need to major in God in minor in man. I need to major in God in minor and put your name in there. You see, I have to make sure, since God lives in me, that my life is God-focused, not self-focused. I'm not God. I'm not all-knowing, but God is. Remembering that getting to know God better is an adventure in life. If you put God first, you will experience God. If you put God first, you will experience God. See, serving Christ is not about just facts. It's experiencing the presence and power of God. So often we're so far from that. Now, notice Paul says this. I live by the faith in the Son of God. There's nothing more exciting than letting God direct your life. No person that's listening to me this morning wants to die with all these regrets. I wish I... Oh, why didn't? What happened? You know, we had a whole movie about the bucket list. It was nice things to go and do and whatever. It's cool. But my bucket list is whatever the Spirit wants me to do. I want to do it. Now, that's going to take what? A step of faith. Because when God speaks, I simply step. 
I don't know. And I want to give you some real assurance this morning. Understand this. Some real assurance. The leadership of this church, the pastors, the elders, we're clueless. We, we don't know what we're doing. Do you feel better? <laughs> this is Pastor Mark, you're making fun. No, I'm not making fun. We're not the leader of this church. God's the leader. Since we started the church 22 years ago, we've never lacked one day. He continues to save people every week. I don't understand it. People's lives are changing and growing. Why? So our responsibility is to listen to the Spirit speak to us. And then we simply follow. So be assured this morning, we're clueless. But God is all-knowing. You should feel better already. You say, I don't have to think about that for a while. Just enjoy it. Because you're clueless. Could I hear an amen there somewhere? Oh, I know what to do. Really? How'd you get in that mess? Exactly. So, if you're going to live a life of being close to God by listening to Him, you're going to have to take steps of faith. God just closed, is, is closing a huge door for us. But in a week or two, I'm going to be able to tell you that the new one He opened is about 10 times more potential than the one he just closed. You see, when God closes one door, he opens another door. Don't worry. God's got a plan. You can relax, but it's going to take steps of faith. So if I seek his kingdom first, all these other things are added to me. Enjoy the adventure. Number two, we need to learn to listen to the spirit. There are other spirits. I'll talk about that next week. Actually, John says, test the spirits. There's all kind of weird spirits in these last days more and more and more. Now, I know some of you are brand new to the church. Maybe this is the first time you've ever come. And uh, you, you said, like, if you're younger, you went, man, that music's cool. I like it. I worship. A little older, like, was that worship? Absolutely it was worship. And then some of you are saying, I'm a little unsure of this church. Now that you just told me you don't know what you're doing, I'm really unsure of this church. And then when you see this one, we need to learn to listen to the Spirit. You're kind of sitting in your seats and saying this. You actually think you hear God? I'm out of here in a heartbeat. Where do I get out of here? No, that's not weird. That's normal. That's normal. Now, look, how do I know it's normal? My sheep, that's a Christian, Christians, listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. It's not weird. It's fantastic. God speaks to us. You say, well, are, are there any parameters when God speaks to us? Yeah, there's lots of parameters. It has to match the written Word of God. And that's where we'll see next week. People say all kinds of things. I heard the Spirit speak to me. And what did He say? And what they say is totally against the Word of God. What can I say to them? You heard the wrong Spirit. Are there a lot of voices speaking to us? Yes. But the voice you want to hear is the Spirit. Do you ever wonder how to receive the Holy Spirit? Pastor Mark told us that the Holy Spirit comes into our lives to live forever. When we ask Jesus to forgive us our sins and we believe in Him, it happens instantly. There's no special ceremony or special prayer. We just have to accept Jesus into our lives as our Lord and Savior. Pastor Mark reminded us not to take this for granted. You've been listening to Lessons for Living, the teaching ministry of Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Each day here on Lessons for Living, we share messages that Pastor Mark taught at the main campus in Melbourne. 
Maybe you're listening right now in Brevard County and you don't have a home church. And today's message was exactly what you were looking for. Join us for worship. We meet at the Melbourne and Vieira campuses on Saturday night at 6 p.m. and Sunday morning at 8.30 and 10.45 a.m. And those in the Sebastian area can join us Sunday mornings at 10.45 a.m. For more information, call us toll-free at 866-779-3441. That's 866-779-3441. Or log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the link to the church website. Now be sure and tune in next time when we will learn to turn down the noise and listen to God's voice. We live in a world where there is some kind of noise on all the time. Maybe the TV, the radio, our cell phones. When was the last time you turned everything off and spent time alone with God to hear His voice? This is how we will hear the Holy Spirit's leading. Then God will use us mightily. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team here at Lessons for Living, we want to say thank you for tuning in and may God bless you. And together, let's do life right. seen and our ears have heard his word made flesh in a hurting world a new hope he is giving lord let us hear your lessons for this